0: Last week was Easter, so so we did a little series leading up to Easter e- and getting there, and then we took a little, uh, you know. So we had that break. Before that, we were doing. Anyone remember a quiz? Now you're all like, "Oh no, I don't know." It was something in the Bible, something about Jesus in there. I don't know, right? What? First Peter. First Peter. Guess where we are this week? Second Peter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's kind of interesting because um, you kind of I kind of grouped them together because you know they kind of had almost the same name, so you're like, well, first Peter, let's do 2 Peter afterwards, right? It seemed to make sense, but, uh, you know, all kinds of thoughts and things there, but First Peter was really kind of how to live in challenging times, and I think a lot of us understand challenging times, because, you know, 2020, <laughs> or, and part of 2021, for most of us, it's been sort of challenging difficult and there's some things going on and i know from talking to people personally some things are going on uh and so it was talking about a lot about being strangers and aliens and how to to live in this world when we're sort of we're god's people and we feel like strangers and aliens as one tra- translation put it and i always picture when i say that i picture you know that roswell alien with the big eyes so i just so you know what i'm thinking right now you are a strange alien um no, uh, and so second Peter, you know, it, it's, it's going to cover a few things in the book, but um, and, and we like to generally teach through books of the Bible. So we're landing in second Peter now at second Peter. The first part, kind of this part one, if you will, of part two of the two part series on first and second. No, anyway, the first part that we're going to we're going to start into in second Peter is really how to kind of flesh that out. What it looks like to, to live as a follower of Christ. And we're going to get a little general this week, a little more specific starting next week uh, uh, on some details. Because if we have this faith in Christ, if we say we're a believer and a follower, a lot of people say that after you know Easter, that big celebration. They're like, I, I recommit my life. Then how do you kind of walk that out? on a daily basis how should my life look different um and so we're gonna start we're gonna jump right in (laughs) Uh, second peter chapter one starting in verse one this letter is from simon peter a slave and apostle of jesus christ now simon peter now it's funny because one time i I remember talking to someone and i just kind of assumed that people knew some of these names uh because you know i kind of grew up in church but i heard the names and i kind of didn't get it simon and peter this is one of those ones that I get because, you know, Paul and Saul, you're talking about Paul and Saul, and you're like, wait, is this the same dude or not? Uh, and, and then you get to someone like Simon Peter, and guess what? It, it's the same dude. He's got two names. Uh, Long story. Jesus gives him the, the name Peter because he's like on this rock, on this, this confession of faith. I'm going to build my church. Uh, and so if you're just starting out, Simon Peter, if I say Simon, if I say Peter, same dude, kind of an important follower of Jesus. He was, he was sort of prominent. Uh, we'll see. Now, if you followed along, last week, uh, Easter, we talked Easter, like, a, not, not a big trick there, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, we talked about Easter, and in Easter, you know, if you watch, you know, Peter's like, hey, Jesus, I'm with you, and then what does he do? yeah, and he's like, I don't even know that dude, right, like, they're like, hey, you kind of talk like him, you got an accent like him, y- y'all from like, you know, it's kind of like southern Delaware, you know, got a little difference, or maybe if you're from Pittsburgh, I lived in Pittsburgh for a while, we said yins, which was like kind of an odd word, anyone, Pittsburgh, anyone, yeah, it's like odd words you say, like you never, I'd never heard some words till I got to Pittsburgh, then I moved to Maine, I remember talking to like this girl in Maine, I felt so bad, I was like, I was coming there to work with youth, and I'm, like she's like talking to me. And I know that what she's trying to speak is English, but I could not understand with her thick main accent. After I'd asked her three times, "I'm sorry, what, what did you say?" I just kind of nodded and smiled. She could have been like, "I worship Satan." I'd be like, "Huh?" Because I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> God. You had to kind of get used to the main accent, you know. I, I got a funny story I'll tell some of you about main accents later. Uh, that I, I don't want to get more off track than I already am. Uh, and so Peter denies Jesus, you know, three times. You know, then he runs to the tomb on Easter morning, and, and you know, hey, because you know, her, Jesus isn't there. He sees the resurrected Jesus, and, and then kind of we're going to hit a little bit about Peter. If uh, I didn't put all these scriptures into the Version event. If you're following along in Version, if you open up the Bible app, you search for live events, you can, kinda, you can follow along. If you're watching online, uh, Lee usually posts the, the, the link to it. It's just a way to kind of get the scriptures out there. Some people like to read kind of what we're going to read. Before we get here, because you know, if you're not familiar with the Bible, you're like, I, I want, "Jeff, Jeff talks so fast. He's had too much espresso. I kind of want to want to read, it. or if you want to read it afterwards, we even have a couple of discussion questions to help you think about, you know, may, maybe how to apply it." Um, and so, <laughs> you know, Second Peter, you know, ch- ch- chapter one, we're we're there, but we're going to jump to John 21. And, and if you uh, if, if you follow Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they tell sort of the, the four Gospels, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're the synoptic Gospels, because they kind of tell generally the same story. They bring out some different details. John, one of these kids doing his own thing, <laughs> you know, which I appreciate because, you know, I kind of did my own thing. And there's this story of John 21 where, um, you know, Peter kind of goes back to fishing, because that's kind of what he knows. They're still trying to figure out, you know, Jesus was crucified, then he rose, and now, like, what's the deal with this? Like, what do we do now? We followed him for three years. And so they kind of go back to what they know how to do. They're out fishing. uh, And it's, you know, (laughs) it's a funny story. I'd love to hit every detail on it, but I'm not going to because I don't want to hit, you know, all the trees and kind of miss the forest here. But, you know, he's out in the boat. They don't catch anything. They're out all night. uh, and Jesus comes, fellows, have you caught any fish? And like, no. And that's always annoying, right? Like, if you've ever gone fishing and someone like, they're like, hey, did you catch any fish? You're like, no, thanks for... Bringing that up and, you know, you, you, you kind of want to lie. You're like, yes, yeah, lots, they were this big, but we let them go. We're like catch and release. Anything over three feet, we just let go. Uh, <laughs> it's too tough. <laughs> and, and so, you know, he's like, um, hey, throw out your net to the right. It's like, uh, and you'll you, you get some. So they did it and they can't even haul in the net because there's so many fish. And if you remember, this reminds you a lot, if you've been around a lot, we talk a lot about the Gospel of Luke, because I have a slight affinity to the Gospel of Luke. You know, it's one of my top four favorite Gospels. And um, But, but you know, in, in Luke 5, 4, Jesus is like, he sees what well, he's like, hey, throw your net out, and then they catch so many, and it's like, it's a it's a huge number. He, you know, he sends them out into deep water to catch the fish, and that's kind of, it would be a good name for a church, maybe. Anyway, it's <laughs> so, you know. Uh, he does that, and so maybe that's reminiscent, he's like, Peter's like, oh, it's Jesus, and so it says he's stripped down to go fishing, he throws his clothes on, and jumps back in the water, (laughs) and swims to get Jesus, which is funny, because, you know, if you were going to swim, like, you wouldn't, like, put your hoodie back on, like, you've been working in a tank top all day, (laughs) I need to go swimming, let me put my hoodie on, it's it's a funny image, (laughs) and so he jumps in, swims out, he's chilling there, he gets to the beach, Jesus already has fish cooking, uh, which is kind of you know, I always wonder every time I read this story Where did he get the fish? Like like did he already have fish? Did he buy fish on the way? I mean he has jesus. Maybe he made them jump out of the water into his hands, you know I don't know jesus got fish. So jesus Uh, it's not a quote you'll hear anywhere else, but jesus got fish. Uh, put that on twitter people are like what <laughs> anyway so, uh So they brought the fish, uh, you know, uh and now come and have some breakfast, so, you know, they're they're cooking it, and three times, Peter's, you know, Jesus says to him, hey, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep, and three times, you know, Jesus kind of gives him an assignment, and Peter's a little confused at the moment, there's all kinds of wordplay in there, but, hey, he denies him three times, Jesus reinstates him three times, I, I think that's, that's the significance of here is the fact that, you know, as much as he denied him, as much as he screwed up, Jesus is inviting him back into this game. And, and so here, here's Peter. <laughs> and then, then if, you, if you follow along Acts 2, now, man, you ever read Acts 2, anybody? It's a crazy story. They're like praying. You know, they're in a Honda. It says they were all in one accord in the King James. Oh. Brum <laughs> boom, <laughs> I should buy it a cord just so it could be biblical. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there's all kinds of Jesus jokes on what Jesus would drive. What would he take a bus? Good, anyway, um, maybe in Pittsburgh, especially. Uh, anyway, uh, and so, you know, if we read Acts 2, you know, he gets up, Peter preaches boldly. Holy Spirit comes down. People are like, what's going on? Are these people drunk? He's like, hey, no, it's God. He's working, you know, and they're they're speaking in different languages. They're speaking in a way that everyone can hear, speaking in tongues. It's kind of, it's this crazy event. And and Peter gets up, and he's bold, and he preaches. And and 3,000 people joined the church that day. I've done some altar calls, I've prayed, people come forward, I've never had 3,000 people, I've never spoken to 3,000 people, man, that's part of it, (laughs) you kind of wonder, anyway, how many people are there, and so, there's Peter, now, and if you you follow along more, one of my favorite ones, and I think actually we talked about this when we talked about Peter, when we started First Peter, is, you know, he's, uh, there's this guy named Cornelius, um, you know, angel shows up, in acts 10 and 11 and, and you know and they send for for jesus or no, they send for peter because he's at simon the tanner's house um not brent the tanner or kelly the tanner uh for those of you who know brent and kelly <laughs> but, but but you know he, he sends them to you know to, to get him peter goes and he preaches the first sermon to the gentiles that is the non-jewish people and then it's funny because he has to go back and explain to people why he's preaching to gentiles people still don't get jesus you know as much as he he reached out to the gentiles when he's here as much as he kind of made it clear that that, that division's going to disappear you know p- people kind of hold on to tradition and stuff and so he even had to defend that so here, here he is and, and so even the, the church he's speaking to now is probably this mix of you know s- some jewish christians some gentile believers kind of in, in the region of turkey which is where you know this, this letter is heading um, <laughs> you know and so here, here he's, he's explaining all this Jesus stuff. Now, here's the thing about Peter. These are some of his last words. But, you know, if we skip ahead to verse 14 and 15. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life, so I will work hard to ensure, to make sure you always remember these things after I'm gone. You know, he's going to die. He knows it. You know, and if you go back to the John 21 thing, you know, Jesus was kind of clear. You know, hey, (laughs) you're going to die for this. This this is important. You know, you got a task, you got a mission, but you're going to die. And and so, you know, here's the thing. People talk about what's important to them when they're dying. I've had the scary, reverent privilege of being with several people, you know, as they're, they're preparing to leave. And if you've ever been there people don't like talk about stupid stuff generally unless there's some mental health issues or some, you know maybe they're laughing about something but generally people kind of focus in on what's important right because this is this is you have a limited time like we live our lives every day like we have unlimited time right Like, you know, you might think, oh, yeah, we're going to die, but it's going to be a long time ago, you know, a long time away. Suddenly, I woke up, and there's, like, different numbers at the front of my age than there used to be. You know, I'm in my 30s now (laughs) for, like, the second or third time. No, (laughs) you know, it's like you you suddenly find yourself older, and you start thinking about what's important. And when you're lying there on your deathbed, I promise you, you, you're probably not going to be thinking about some of the things that occupy our minds and thoughts now. And I know as, as much as I try to be focused when I'm lying there someday and, and my kids are gathered around me, I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, make sure you cut the grass regularly. You know, it's like you're going you're to focus in on important things. And so what Peter is saying here, these are kind of his last words to them. And what he's saying is important. Uh, you know, and you're, I'll be honest. When when you're dying, your relationship with God becomes a lot more important than sometimes we take it on a daily basis, right? I was sick this week, a little food poisoning, I think. I was, yeah, I know. I wasn't thinking, "What's my next meal?" Which is often what I'm thinking because I'm hungry. <laughs> you don't get to be a bigger dude. <laughs> by like fasting all the time. Come on now. <laughs> I, I like to lift weights. I like to eat. Sometimes I think I like to lift weights and bike because I like to eat. <laughs> but I'm not thinking about that because I was pretty sure I was going to die. And you know, like all of us men, we we suffer when we're sick. It's, you know, like the man cold is terrible. It's Probably the only thing greater than that is like triple childbirth. No, uh, you know, we, 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 I joke because man, we kind of, we, we don't take sickness well. I don't take it well. I thought I was going to die. I was literally like, this is it. This is how I go. Apparently it's laying on a couch. Uh, it was horrible. Uh, don't worry. Yeah, it's just, it's a bad, bad time. But you know, you focus in on what's important when you think you're checking out. And um, it, it, it says here, you know, he's a, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, slave, not American South slavery, that system. Don't, don't, If we wrap too much up in that and we try to, like, read that back into it, we'll get a, a wrong idea of what he's talking about here. But he's really, it, the word means, it's servant, but it really does mean slave because there's two words he could have used. He could have used diakonos, he uses doulos. You want, there you go, a you know, little, little Greek. He's not household slave, but he's, 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 I'm a slave of Christ. And what he's saying is, you know, he's he's totally owned by, devoted to, Jesus. And that's kind of the, that kind of relationship, it means you're literally, your property. Like, um, and you know, it's slavery at that time wasn't racial, it was like people, all kinds of people would be, but point is, you know, uh, it's a subtle thing to say, his totals, he, total submission and identity was in Jesus. He, but it says he's a slave and an apostle. Apostle, they're the, the sent ones. Now, he had a, he, we could call him a capital A apostle because, you know, the, the people who kind of hung around Jesus, they get special status, right? They, they kind of knew him a little better. You know, and, and so he kind of gave his direction to the early church to kind of honor that. You know, he was sent by Jesus. He had this kind of authority. Now, what's interesting is he chooses slave and apostle. You know, you take the lowest <laughs> and the highest. That, that's he's, how he's framing who he is. Because and most of us love high titles, right? Like, no, people, some of you like low titles because you like less responsibility. I don't have to do as much. I don't want to be, I know people who are like, they became supervisors and they're like, I do not like this. I got a lot more headache and this much more pay. <laughs> Some of you know, you're like, yeah, I know exactly. It's like they tricked me into it. Supervisor, sounded like such a great thing. What it meant was, you know, director of headaches. Um, and we come up with all kinds of, you know, if we don't have a fancy title, because you know, we like, a lot of us like to be CEO, manager, supervisor, we'll make up all kinds of titles. Uh, you know, if you don't have one, you make one up. If you're a you know, beverage dissemination specialist, you're a waitress or waiter, because they bring you, the, anyway. Uh, Crockery cleaning operative. Dishwasher. Oh, you yeah, guys are good. Uh, uh, okay. Vision clearance engineer. Wind, w- window washer. We'll take windshield washer. Okay. Director of cat herding. I, I, that's what I use for pastor. That's actually on my, my business cards. It's Jeff Dyer, director of cat herding. Because y'all are hard to get together on something. You know, dogs stay in packs. Cats are just everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> some of you are cat people. Some of you are dog people. <laughs> you got to meet Loki. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, that's our dog. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, because he's crazy. <laughs> just like some of you. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you know, we, we, so a lot of us like titles. Jesus said, Matthew 20, um, we're, we're going we're to jump in there for a second, uh, starting verse 24, the other ten disciples heard what James and John had asked. And they were like, they were getting their mom together, trying to get like, hey, we want to be number one and two in the kingdom of God. They were always kind of jockeying for position, because the disciples were people just like us. They were a little messed up at time to, from time to time. Uh, and so they were like, kind of like, they, as Jesus was kind of getting near the kingdom here, they're like, can we be one and two? Like, uh, it's, th- it's great we're in the top 12. It's kind of like MySpace when they used to be like the top eight and you had to like choose your friends. Some of you remember that? And like, you got knocked out of someone's top eight. You, somebody, that you you un, I don't know, was it friending with MySpace? I can't even remember anymore. you know, like, they're not even your friend. You're not my top eight anymore. (laughs) They were in the top 12. They wanted to be in the top two because, you know, they they wanted position. Jesus said, uh, but Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of this world lord it over people and the officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. You want to be great? Serve. I, I, you really see that in Peter. He's an apostle, but he's, he starts out with, hey, I'm, I'm a slave, I'm a servant. You know, J- Jesus is number one, I- I'm not number two. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at the end of the list. I, I just a quick little, that's a little sermon. And he says, I, I, I'm writing to you to share the same precious to you who share the same precious faith we have the faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of jesus christ our god and savior the same precious faith you know all of us are kind of on the same level you you know we we all share this faith now you could be really smart you could read all kinds of bible books you could have all kinds of books in your library because I, i like to read books and you know you know if you go to my office there's a wall of books some of them i've read (laughs) <laughs> some of them just sit on the shelf and look pretty uh just being honest <laughs> but but you know there's a guy um he was a theologian and they came to him and, and you know he was like, real smart and people still read his works and everything uh, and his name was Carl Barth uh, it's Barth so maybe some of you know him I've read his stuff it is hard to understand like man I like I've read a lot of theology I, I don't I had this one professor he loved him I think he worked like, at the university, like, in, you know, Germany, where the guy had been and everything, and he's, like, always reading it, and I'm, like, I'd throw a few quotes in, because I knew if I threw some in there, I, I would get a better grade on the paper, but I'll be honest, I, I had to search for a quote I could even understand in this man, <laughs> and I like theology, <laughs> and so, um, It was reported he's at this thing, and he could summarize his theology in a sentence, and as the story goes, Bart responded, In the words of the song I learned at my mother's knee, Jesus loved me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. We don't know if that story's true we can't really find it print right but it's kind of it, it does illustrate the fact that you know as much as you might even know about faith it really comes down to the basics of if you have faith we're, we're kind of all on this same level we're in this thing together you might not have anything in the per in common with the person next to you some of you sitting next to your kids you have genes in common i'm not just saying that we're in genes, but you know you genetics things and some of you are married and you know or you know it's you some of your siblings you some of your friends you might but you might be sitting next to somebody although not as likely during covid because we're kind of like trying to keep away from everybody it's a it's a weird time it's a weird time for people who are huggers and people who are extroverts you check on us we are not okay we're we're struggling with some stuff (laughs) i just like you know walk around i bother everyone in my house you know they they I, and I, but I get to drink lots of espresso and stay home, but, so that's good. Um, but, you know, there, there's this, you might have not have anything in common with you, but if, if you're in Christ, you have something to get, in common. I have been privileged with it. I kind of, I miss it because I had some, I had some opportunities to go right about the time this whole thing dropped, and I'm glad I didn't go because I was going to be in a country in Asia, and I might not have gotten back. <laughs> um, and, and so, um I'll tell you more about that someday I, I can't tell you about the trip in public um not because it's a bad thing but because sometimes we're doing some things that you know I can't really put out there <laughs> it's cool stuff though I rarely die when I'm out there though anyway so I, I've gotten the I've got I, I had the privilege I, I had pictures pop up on Facebook I don't post bad things on Facebook you know why because I don't want to relive it every year. You know what I mean? Like, that, like one year ago today, your life fell apart into pieces. Thanks. Two years ago, oh, God, I'm just gonna have to delete that thing so it stops coming up in my memory. There's probably some setting for that, I'm sure. Like, I don't want to see this memory. This was a bad one. But you know, like I had one pop up today. It was like, you know, and I'm sitting there in the car when I should have been coming in because I saw it and it was popped up and it was like uh, Ethiopian food. And you know, I I had the privilege. I get to travel sometimes to East Africa because uh, I have a certain skill set um not not like Liam Neeson or anything I have, my, my skill set is like teaching bible stuff uh, but, but you know I, I like that I'm, I, I, I don't mind spending the time working and you know, do this stuff I love doing it and so when I go I've been to you know different countries I, I remember going to Kenya and um long story short I got forgotten I've told you the story and I like I walked down and I'm not sure I should have been where I was to get to where I was going because they're like we'll give you a ride back which made me think should I have been because uh, there were some times you're walking and you're like oh people keep trying to get me into their car is this a kidnapping i don't i'm hard to kidnap that's why i eat a lot (laughs) it's hard to kidnap heavier people it is kidnap protection i had to take the class they didn't list that in the things but i I know (laughs) you know in my anti-kidnapping class they didn't say add 100 pounds but i'm telling you it's taken two or three people to get me into that van i'm just saying Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so I I didn't understand everything that was going on. Kenya, at least, it was mostly in English. Uh, but, But, you know, I didn't understand it all. But, hey, there was something beautiful about worshiping with other people who had faith. And Jesus, all across the world, you know, it was was really cool that I met some people I did know while I was there. But um, you know, which is funny that you'd run into people. uh, But that's in—it's a big city. Um, Anyway, uh, then Ethiopia. I I, I love Ethiopia. I hit this memory because it was like four years ago I was there. And every time I go there, um, one—the coffee is incredible. Uh, You know, oh my gosh, it's the birthplace of coffee. I when I first got asked to go, and I was like, Ethiopia? Are you kidding me? Because two things: one, that's where coffee started. And if you know me, you know I have a slight affinity for coffee, although I haven't had any today. I'm still going this fast. I keep trying to tell tell myself to slow down. I get excited about things. I don't even need caffeine or espresso to be loving on some Jesus today. Come on now. (laughs) But, you know, uh, and two, Ethiopian food. Anyone here ever have Ethiopian food? that is so sad we were going to do a trip to like dc and find something to do in dc that justified me driving to dc for for lunch Mm -hmm. um but you know right now with covid i just haven't done Ethiopian food is so good Uh, maybe maybe you're thinking maybe it's not but it really is Field field trip let's go right now after church we're going to DC. Anybody know the restrictions there? Are we allowed to cross into Maryland? I never know anymore. We were on the bikes one day, just as the things are dropping down. We're like, we crossed into Maryland. We're like, are we allowed to be here? Pedal faster, pedal faster. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get back down into Delaware before they catch us and quarantine us in some farm field at M- or down by Mud Mill Pond. Anyway, uh, I don't know the world anyway. <laughs> you see, I see pictures online. Even parts of Pennsylvania, they're not even wearing masks. I'm like, I saw someone without a mask the other day at a Wawa. My heart, my chest. I was like, it, it wasn't even. It, it wasn't that he didn't have a mask on that was freaking me out. I didn't know what kind of confrontation was coming up because people get really spirited on either side of this. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what's going down. You're like, oh no, guy didn't have a mask. I mean, should I hide? Do I get my camera out to film this? Like, what's the protocol? <laughs> anyway, but here's the thing. I mean, I may, you, know, you know, I love the food, may not know the word sunk, but I worshiped and felt a common faith. And there's something really cool about that. Because there is this common, when you're a believer and a follower of Jesus, you may feel alone at times, but there's people all around the world who love and worship Jesus. And you're a part of this thing that is so much bigger than you. And that should encourage you in your faith that you're not, it's not just you. God's got a lot of people, and he's doing these things, and we get to have, okay, Easter is a gift, and some of you got me some chocolate, I appreciate the Cadbury eggs, they're gone already, oh my gosh, I love Cadbury eggs, one one year, we got for a candy donation, because we do stuff, you know, we we help the homeless and the poor and stuff, because that's just the Jesus stuff we do, and anyway, we're, we're, I I go in one day, and they're like, would you like the leftover Easter candy, I filled up my Honda Pilot with leftover eas- Easter candy. That was hard to not partake, if you know what I mean. But you're like, this is for people who need. This is for people in need. The worst part was it was cases and cases of Cadbury eggs. I just wanted to make a Cadbury egg omelet every morning. And it was like, we didn't have a lot of storage space. We are in the other building. It was stored in my office. It was horrible. I would just come in and get my stuff and go work in the sound booth. I'm like, finally we found a bunch of hungry kids and I got rid of, I'm like, we dropped the whole thing off. I'm like, this has got to (laughs) go. Not good for my waist, not good for, you know, (laughs) this needs to go out. This was not for me. Yeah, not good for blood sugar. You know, I would be diabetes in it. (laughs) Uh, Not to make fun of that, just saying. It was good. Easter's gift. Love love Easter. Uh, And the fun traditions, but really it's about Jesus, right? it's not really about the eggs it's not really about bunny rabbits and all that stuff we always did that fun stuff but it, it's really the true story is about easter and it's again and it's awesome and we all celebrated last week right and we all came out and we all said he has risen, he is risen indeed. yeah we like that we like he is risen, he is risen indeed. but a lot of us say that on easter sunday do we live like it on monday now we all struggle a little with that right like, we struggle a little to kind of, we know the faith that we're supposed to have, and we, we know the way we're supposed to live, but then we struggle to kind of walk it out on a daily basis. But you, we have to, we're, we, we, it's a gift to live differently because he's risen. I just wonder if you get that one again. <laughs> and it says, Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. Now, here's like one of those little lines in the Bible that you might skip over. There's a lot in this. And there's all kinds of, you know, questions, the syntax of the Greek and everything. I love that kind of stuff. If you're into that kind of stuff, we could have like a Greek discussion of every verse exegetically after the sermon. And so it'll be a small group of me sitting by myself over in, in there. But anyway, all kinds of cool things about that. But one of the things that sets us apart as believers and followers of Jesus, you know, people like Jesus. They're like, oh, yeah, he was godlike. They might say, oh, he was a prophet, Right. You know, he he was a good man. He taught some good things. He some some of you can say he's a God. You know, we'll, we'll throw throw an a in there. We don't want the but but Christians our, our our theology is that he was God. Wrapped in flesh. Now that gets hard sometimes for us to understand. You know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three and one. it's it, you know, they're all God, but they're they're also kind of different and distinct. And you know, I always use, you know, um like the I use the, you know, the body wash, shampoo, conditioner, all-in-one <laughs> from the dollar store. Uh, <laughs> it's, but, you know, it's, it's three, but one. They kind of, they, they, they have different, so they have different functions, but there's, it's kind of hard to see. Anyway, but, you know, but <laughs> it says this, Jesus Christ, our God, big, big point, and Savior. And that's what we celebrate at Easter, right? The fact that we are saved from our sins when we put our faith and trust in Jesus we have this new life when we do that uh, and that's what we just celebrated uh, you know luke 2 1 uh 2 11 starting you know back in, get back to luke see got there and, you know when they announced jesus is coming this is like the christmas verse see, christmas and easter are connected there's a reason it says the savior yes the messiah lord has been born today in bethlehem the city of david the savior and, and so he is god he is savior and that's the faith of christianity is that That he's both of these things. And so, we celebrate that. Now, we are up to verse 2. See, I told you, it's going to take a while. It's a short book, but it's going to take us a while to get through here. It says, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace. Now, this is a little side thing. You know, Greeks kind of wish the person grace or favor. Hebrews wish wish the person peace. You know, we say shalom. Uh, Some of you who know a little bit of Hebrew, maybe, or just know that one word. Like, like, you know Hebrew? Just shalom. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, now you you can say that one word. Now you can say, I know a little Hebrew. Shalom. (laughs) Shalom (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, you get both from Peter. (laughs) We all need God's grace and his favor. We all need to be made whole and given peace with God. Through Jesus, and, and so we have this grace and peace. But we're just to grow in your knowledge. Now, if you've been around deep water for a while, if you've been on our website, maybe I don't know how <laughs> much we underline it there. I mean, I'll look at that website this week. I was going to do that last week, but food poisoning. <laughs> and so you know, uh, we we grow in. in, uh, in uh, we we have three words here. We say we talk about gathering, and that's been hard this year because we kind of have to gather, you know in your quarantine bubbles, and I, some people get together. And, but we like gathering together on Sunday. Half the people are still out there. Shout out to our online peeps. Uh, now I'm thinking about peeps, though, and I want some marshmallow candy. If you see them on discount, please bring them in. It's okay. Um, <laughs> you can't get diabetes from Easter candy. It's, it's, it's holy. I am um, <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced of it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Anyway, but you, you, we gather. We like to gather. We like to, and I'm going to skip engage, meaning that we we, we live differently in the world. And the world should be a better place because we're here. The middle one here is grow. And we've talked about this. Did a whole I think I did two weeks in a series not too long ago on this. I, and I preached it six months ago. So you remember everything I said six months ago, right? Yeah, every single word. It's okay. I don't remember it, all of it. So hopefully you remember so. But point being is we are supposed to grow in our faith. And your faith should look different today than it did yesterday. If you're a believer and follower of Jesus, that that faith should change. You should change. Now, um, <laughs> it's that's a, a kind of a key thing we talk about, uh, and we grow in knowledge of things we care about, right? Some of you like baseball. Anyone like baseball? A couple of you. Um, you like, do you know all the obscure rules and things? <laughs> Just, uh, there's all these kind of things, and like my, my dad and my brother know, they know all the details of baseball, and like we like okay, if you if you hit a foul ball and it hits a pigeon that is inside the park and then rolls and does like you know and all these kind of crazy rolls and then is it fair or foul and they're like well, it's a foul because they hit a bird uh no but <laughs> i'm no but and it's like well in the high school leagues this and they little like that and national because it's like all these details and i'm not into baseball but it's kind of because if you love baseball you might know all these rules even football like, I'm always like, I don't know what the ruling is in, in the NFL on this because, you know, I, I just can't keep up. With, I loved playing football because I like hitting people in the name of Jesus. I want to believe in them, though. No. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's fun. You like to hit, you know, contact, there's good sport. You know, so you, you you know about that because it's something you love. Uh, you know, and it, it, maybe if sports isn't your thing, you know, some of you might like Star Wars a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying, and you might know a little trivia about things and so you know all these details and some of you like, if I, you know, if I, if I throw out a quote from Spider-Man, you might know it because <laughs> you'd just be like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> because it's it's important to you so you learn these, these details. Uh, now, some of us are into health and fitness, Right um you know and and you you know all kinds of things about diets and different things and and, you know actually it's funny one of my memories today was bench pressing with you we were doing bench pressing tips with the bands and everything i don't know how many years ago but it was because you always bench press with your pastor you know it's very common um I know a little bit about lifting. Like, I mean, I, I have all these different techniques with how you're holding your hands and stuff. You think the bench press is just like laying on a bench down to your chest. That's what they teach you. There's so much more different hand positions and where your elbows are going, you know, taking pressure off different things. And there's all kinds of training things involving giant rubber bands that sling the weight back to you. All, all this training because at one point in my life, I like to lift really heavy things. Now I'm old and I just kind of like make sure my arms still work. <laughs> but but you, you, you care about things, you learn about them. It's the same with faith. If you you care about your faith in Christ, you need to learn some things, And and over time, you should grow in your knowledge. You know, and and some people like to kind of, they'll learn everything about everything, but nothing about faith. And if you care about it, you'll learn about it. You'll you'll grow in it. And and we try to offer opportunities for that. Now, um, tangent thing. I was a youth pastor. I loved being a youth pastor. Anyone ever do youth pastor work, kind of thing, or work with the teenagers? A lot of fun. I, I got paid to be kids' friends. It was great. Uh, no, and I, I, I worked for youth for years, and I, I always ran like ski trips and stuff because I could get the costs really low, so it could make skiing affordable and stuff. I'd run group trips and everything. And I remember um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my friend, um, uh, <laughs> my friend Eric. He was a kid, not Eric, some of you know, who who helps us with HVAC stuff and all kinds of things, but my friend Eric, my other friend Eric, uh, he was really bad at showing up on time. So, if I had a ski trip and I wanted everyone to be there at 5.30, what time did I tell him? 4 or 4.30. He was still usually late. I mean, if he was an hour late for something, I wasn't worried. He's just getting into the shower. He might just get, and he was a great guy, great guy still. You can find him on Facebook. I didn't tell you his name, though. But, you know, you know great guy, but constantly late. Now, you could, this is going to be like one of those Reddit things. Am I the jerk? Some of you who read Reddit, <laughs> you know, you know am, I, am, I, am, I, am I the jerk? Well, maybe, but not really, because I knew him. I, and, I, and I knew, you know, I, I had to act differently with him than other people because I knew him. And I knew it was, wasn't fair to everyone else if I didn't tell him earlier it wasn't fair to him because we wouldn't be getting to the ski place till like noon and we'd be leaving at six and you know it just it was not it, it was better if i lied to him now i'm not saying a lot of things but here's the thing when you know someone you, tr- you treat and live differently when you know god you live differently be- because your, your actions the way you behave the way you think around will, will be influenced not by just things you know about the world, not by just things you've read, not just by the way you've grown up, but, but it'll be changed because you know God. Um, it says, verse 3, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Divine power, everything we have to, lead, to, to live this godly life. We've received all we need to live a godly life. You know, Jesus, you know, he had power. Um, man, I'm, I'm I'm going long today. <laughs> I should have food poisoning every week. <laughs> but no. Uh, you know, Jesus had power. If you, if you read it, you know, there's a story. He's like, I'm going to, you can throw this up on the screen, but I'm going to kind of go through it quickly. You know, Jesus is in the crowd. Woman touches him because she wants to be healed. And Jesus is like, hey, you know, hey, someone touched me. And his disciples like, Jesus, dude, everyone's touching you. It's a crowd. This is pre-COVID times, you know, you bump into people, you know. <laughs> there's no personal space when around Jesus, everybody's like trying to get to him. And he's like, no, power went out. And, you know, turns out she got healed from that power. Uh, Jesus had this, this power in him through the Holy Spirit to kind of live a different life. Uh, and so, you know, now we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, you know, last week we talked about the curtain was torn into his death, and it's a, it's a little important detail in there. You know, the separation between God and people, it, you know, it's ripped, it's torn, it's gone, it's changed. There's a difference. The Holy Spirit used to reside in the temple. You can go there, you know, kind of Jerusalem and stuff, and you can see the walls and stuff. That was where God was. But now God's presence is in us. Ephesians 1 says, uh, And now you Gentiles are also the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own giving, uh, by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Holy Spirit is God's guarantee that it would give us the inheritance He has promised and He's purchased us to be His own people. He did this so we would uh, us praise and glorify Him. So when you believe that Holy Spirit comes inside of us. Uh, and then kind of 1 Corinthians 6 19 says, don't you realize your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you was given to you by God? We're now his temple. And so if you're a believer and follower of Jesus, you may not even get it. You may not understand it. Maybe you didn't like it exactly when it happened i remember i was reading this track and it was like when i was 20 i was kind of coming to christ and figuring out jesus and even though growing up in the church didn't really get it and i'm like reading it and it's like you're gonna like i said you're gonna pray this prayer like if you want to get saved anyway and prayer is not a bad thing there's a, there's a lot of different prayers we use sometimes to help to kind of t- to make that step from not faith to faith and i was, remember i was reading this and it's like you should feel differently and i was like oh no I need to pray this prayer. So I swiped the track. Um, no, I'm kidding. I didn't. <laughs> would make a funny story, though, but th- that then involves stealing, and then anyway. <laughs> anyway, so I, I, remember I memorized the prayer, because I'm like, this is important, man. It says, you know, I went home, and I prayed the prayer. I didn't feel any different. I was like, God, this time I'm serious. And I prayed the prayer. I don't feel any different. God, this time I'm really serious. <laughs> I prayed the prayer. I, I don't know how many times I went through. Finally, I was like, God, if I'm not saved, and I'm not even sure what that word means yet, but if, I, if I'm not there, I'm not going to be there, because I am trying, but I'm not feeling different. So, so here's the like, thing: you may not feel different. Some of you might feel different, but you will see a difference because the Holy Spirit was in me, and I started living a way, and I didn't even realize it. This guy at work's like, Hey, you're different. I'm like, No, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of I am. Okay, you know, in that, you know, I was saying, t- and I remember I ran into a guy from high school that I knew. Um, I, I ran into him at Boscov's. Anybody remember? Boscov's still open, isn't it? I, 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 I don't know what's open with COVID. You can't go anywhere. The you know, only place you can go is like wow wow <laughs> And then you have interesting things with masks. But, you yeah, I remember, like, I was in Boscov's. My friend worked there behind you know, I was like, he was like, I was talking to him. I said, like, oh, talk- like, hey, man, how you doing? And he goes, like, man, you're different. Because the Holy Spirit. It gotten in me. I didn't even understand it, but, you know, the Holy Spirit was beginning to change who I was. Now, it's not that I was a horrible person before, uh, but I was different. It was funny. Someone I just reconnected with on Facebook, that's why I like Facebook sometimes, because you reconnect with people you went to high school and everything. This person messaged me, and they're like, like, hey, I was on your profile. It says you're a pastor. (laughs) (laughs) What's that, what's the dealio? (laughs) like is this a joke Is some elaborate thing (laughs) like you made up some deep water church that don't that sounds made up man I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) but you had a website so that made me wonder you know no but it was it was interesting because they're like that's tell me about this you know and so I did you know because it it, it was a big change and she remembers me pre-Jesus not that I was a horrible person but I was definitely people weren't like most likely to go into ministry most likely to teach theology in East Africa on his spare time. Now, that was not on my supervisor. My supervisor is like w- w- most likely to lift a heavy object you know <laughs> or do something stupid. Uh, <laughs> but but you know here's the, you know, it changes you. Um, <laughs> you know uh you know th- th- this week I told you I was I was sick I had food poisoning uh you know I, don't really, you know, don't really have the power to do much. I mean, literally, you're like laying on the couch, and you're like, I'm going to die. This is how it ends, on a cheap, pleather couch that I bought secondhand off somebody. (laughs) Uh, uh, Anyway, (laughs) you you too can live the dream. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I was laying there, and it was like, I just didn't want to do anything. Uh, You know, because I didn't have the power within me. I had bad power. Now, when that power was gone yesterday was the first day I got to do something I'd, I'd, I'd anticipated doing for a while, eating solid food. Because you don't realize how much you miss, like, a bagel. Like, you still can't eat a bagel, because that was the last thing I ate before I got sick. <laughs> you, know, you still have that, like, yeah, some sketchy salmon, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, I could have stayed on the couch all day yesterday, too, right? But I had a different power within me. Because I, my, my health had been restored. So I worked on the sermon, which you're glad, because if not, this would be like an awkward afternoon. Like, hey, P- Peter said some things. Hope it works out for you. <laughs> you know, or maybe I, just, I actually, I was, I was literally looking at like, you know, I was like, well, if I can't preach, I was looking at some of my friends, I was like, are they scheduled to preach? Do they have off? Because they come down and preach? And then I was like, we're just going to have a system, we decided, where on weeks I can't preach, we're going to have numbers under the um, seats, and whoever draws the short number, you got to preach that week. So so if you come in and you don't see me, you got to start looking under these seats. You want to get the high numbers. Some of you want the low numbers. We're scared of that because, you know I mean. <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing. With great power comes great responsibility. Some of you know, that's like Uncle Ben, Spider-Man. That sounds all, you know... <laughs> It's, it's you know there's some similar Bible verses, but anyway, <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, with responsibility, there, there you know there, there's this accountability. And uh, If you have the Holy Spirit in you, if you have this faith in Christ, if we celebrate that He is risen, he is risen there you go. You, you got it. This half didn't get it. You that are the introverts are over here. Extroverts, well, uh, mask <laughs> You can't. <laughs> I can't even hear anything with that. You need to get <laughs> Spider-Man masks. Anyway. Um, but uh, Okay, verse 4. And we're getting near the end here. Don't worry. Oh, actually, we're not. No, we can't. We can get there. Okay. <laughs> and because of the glory and excellence, I thought, to, I was like, this week's going to be short because I haven't had time to, like, study as much as I like to, but there's some good stuff in here. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires your great and precious promises. Now, right now, you'll all be happy to know I can write each of you a check for one million dollars. I am prepared to. Denise, get me my check. Uh, No, okay. Now, problem with that check is you can't cash it. You can try, but you're going to get a penalty on your account. You're going to have less money than you started because that check is not going to be good, right? Like, we're not rolling in it here you know like I'm not like you know I got I mean I got dozens of dollars I mean it's (laughs) see I can't live up to the promise right but but God can cash the checks he writes and and God has given us great and precious promises and you can live differently because of that Uh, you know it says share his divine nature to escape the world's corruption it sounds a little like new agey doesn't it like okay, Jeff and your hippie Volkswagen bus, I've always wanted like a Volkswagen van. They're probably not as safe, but they look awesome, don't they? Uh, It's like, you know, like, going out the country, moving not your want to go. Some you know, like the hippie music, that's how I picture, you know, van life, that's going to be me when I retire, because, you know, all my savings will be put into a van. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Uh, you know, uh, but but really, it means we're all sharing this nature. Now, we have this thing, you know, we say here sometimes, we say we're all we're a little jacked up, right? And if you're not, you're probably really jacked up. Now, I think the positive of that, it reminds us that we all sin, we're not perfect. And a lot of times people get churchy and they want to start judging people, but they forget, you know, hey, you got your own stuff. Jesus said, you know, hey, you're looking at that little speck in that dude's eye, but you got a two-by-four sticking out of your noggin. Uh, well, not quite like that, but that's the gist of what he says. <laughs> but, But, you know, here's the thing i think some of us we can take that then we kind of use it as an excuse to stay broken now we are all a little jacked up but we should be getting a little less jacked up we should be working on becoming more like christ we're kind of getting some of that two by four out of our own eye working on getting specks out of our eyes you know uh and you you may never be sinless as a follower and believer of jesus but you should sin less as, as you continue to follow him, um, you know, <laughs> you know, it, you know, does anybody know most babies are born without teeth? No. My, my aunt, who was like lived to be 100 and something, she was born with teeth. Your kids born with teeth? No, born with teeth well, yeah, but I mean, they're, they're in there, but they're not like sticking out. You, I love the science here, man. I got, well, technically, you know, they're. <laughs> They're born without them sticking out of their noggin all the way. My, my aunts were sticking out, which must have been a very difficult thing. Uh, but, you know, kind of like, you don't get concerned if you don't see teeth coming through, right? You just kind of assume that they're in there, they're going to come out. You don't get, you know, uh, you don't get scared because your baby can't walk, right? And it, you're like, you know, a baby can't walk, it's a baby. <laughs> you know, like, you know, ten years from now, let's hope t- they can. You know, they, they can't run, speak, read, they're not winning Olympic gold medals right out of the womb if you did that's like weird man but like we don't but you know here's the thing but the dna for all that stuff is there the potential for that is there and so we are participators in the divine nature the holy spirit is in us we have this potential to live that out in in this incredible way if we then kind of do the things we need to do because it's kind of like a seed now there's a giant um, oak tree right here out this window. You, you see, it's huge, it's massive. We're like constantly pulling acorns. They're all over the place. It's like oak trees are beautiful till like the fall, and they're just they everywhere. You're like, I, I'm, I can't park my car out here in the fall. I park it back on the street because you know I'm like up and working in the office, and I heard pling, 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 pling. My car's got enough dents from that, you know, the tornado. Like, you go out there, it looks like bullet holes. Like, I've been through a hailstorm. I'm like, no, that's just the acorn of 2020. The acorn of 2019. Anyway, beautifully. But in that acorn is what? There's an oak tree in there. Mm -hmm. It's all, all all the stuff's in there. You just got to put it in the right environment. Apparently, the right environment is a gutter, Because we get all these oak trees. We ought to sell them. We ought to just go up there, like cut them out, pull them. Oak tree, would you like to buy one? (laughs) Here's a picture of the parents. You know, it's like you you get a dog or something. Like, look at the parents. Anyway, uh, we all have this potential to grow. You know, and, and, you know, we need to cultivate that character of Christ in us because we should grow up. We should be from that that acorn. We should grow up. We should begin to be that little, little seedling. You know, ultimately, you know, if Jesus was the oak, we want to we strive towards that. We want to begin to look like who he is. Um, or you, some of you aren't, you know, baby people or, you know, seed people. Transformers. It looks like a car, but it's really a robot. <laughs> you know, uh, a little, with a little work, you can see what, what, it's really, what it really is. It's so, you know, um, anybody know who Derek Gunn is? Derek Gunn, nobody knows. He's like a reporter. He interviews the Eagles and stuff and everything. I'm friends with his his wife Trish. Uh, anyway, uh, Derek got laid off from NBC during COVID. You, you should like follow him on uh, Twitter because one, you know, man, he, I, I was on his Twitter and it was like there's all these like, you know, he was like smoking meats and stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, that looks so good. And if his if his meats are anything like his wife's desserts, because you know she, re- I was at a dinner thing she cooked the desserts for. It. I was like, oh. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you should follow him. Uh, his wife, Patricia, is a friend of mine, a pastor. Um, I, you know, but he said this. He said uh, last night at a youth convention. He says, when you allow the Holy Spirit to work inside, it starts to show up on the outside. I thought that was great. You should follow him on Twitter. Uh, uh, I think he's uh, at Real D Gun two ends go ahead and follow him and some of you are following him or you're making plans right now for lunch and ordering out if you are i will have the smoked brisket Uh, (laughs) now that'll preach and it did last night (laughs) you know because when the holy spirit comes and works inside you it, it changes the way you look you know if you like and so if you like jesus good smoked food and sports follow him on twitter uh now but again back to this like we are supposed to grow um you know it's not about age growth Charles Spurgeon said in the church of God there are children who are 70 years old yes little children displaying all the infirmities of declining years it's not pleasant sight to see gray-headed babies scarcely out of the nurse's arms at 60 years of age needing just as much care and comfort you can be old and haven't grown you 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 can be someone who's been a believer and a follower of Jesus for a long time and kind of still be a baby you know, the image we're talking about that, we're talking about, uh, you know, so picture yourself, you're like, oh, I'm still new in the faith. Well, how many years has it been? Like, like babies are cute sitting there in a the little diaper. Your teenager is not cute sitting in a little diaper. Mommy made a boom boom. You're like, no, you need to go clean up that boom boom and your room. <laughs> because we're made to grow. We're made to grow in Christ. And, and um. You know, the Gospels, like, Jim, the more we get in it, the more it shapes our lives. And and we're going to be talking about what that means and how to do that. And some of the ways, uh, you know, a little more specific, you know, how we need to get ourselves in a position to grow. Uh, And, you know, because we will live differently when we follow Jesus. You know, uh, you know, many, many of us desire to change. We'll eat better, work out more, we'll earn more money. But one day, ultimately, we're going to die. And what's important is how we live for Christ and then how we Show others how to live for Christ.